Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 121, Building Your Self-Confidence as a Woman. Why do women have low self-confidence? It is so easy for women to lack self-confidence. We are taught to put our others before ourselves from an early age. So taking time out to learn some self-development skills may not come as naturally as we'd like. We as women have also been raised in the past to be passive, less daring and confident than our male counterparts. We are also bombarded on so many levels by examples of how women should appear. No wonder our confidence to be just ourselves gets a knock. For many women, a lack of self-confidence may be built upon worry, anxiety and procrastination. Women who tend to ruminate also tend to feel uncomfortable in new situations. They may find they can't relax easily and are reluctant to seize opportunities when they arrive. The good news is that self-confidence isn't something we are born with. It is something we can very much learn at any stage of life. You can build it by learning more about yourself the way you think and by understanding that you have the resilience to pick yourself up after enough. You can also practice responses to what might happen in certain situations until you find out what works and what doesn't work for you. What is self-confidence? Self-confidence is simply a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities and judgment. Most adults can have a hard time with feeling this way about themselves. Self-confidence doesn't mean you act in an arrogant manner or feel superior to others. In fact, people who feel self-confident accept and value themselves and others as they are. They are proud of their achievements. They can make mistakes and have the courage to try again. Plus, they know they're worthy of respect, friendship, and they understand their own strengths and weaknesses. But one thing is for sure, you can't think your way into confidence. You have to act also. You have to build a set of skills that enable you to feel better about yourself. But first, let's look more closely at what are common self-confidence destroyers for women. What are the self-confidence destroyers for women? Anxiety or any other mental health illness. Firstly, if you suffer from any form of anxiety, social or general, or mental health problems, please reach out for help. I've discussed both social and general anxiety in other blogs and give you some tips for to help you. But also taking some of the steps below will also help you. When we suffer from a mental health illness or self-confidence or what little we did have will take a severe knock. So getting help is vital on many levels. Past trauma, whether that is in the form of a car accident, birth trauma, sexual or domestic violence. It doesn't matter where the trauma came from. We can all have trauma that has certainly demolished our confidence. Stress, including overcommitting ourselves or taking on others' responsibilities, will destroy our self-confidence. Procrastination or paralysis by analysis. Contemplating can lead to creativity, which has many beneficial factors and rewards for us. But when we get caught up in overanalyzing, we head down the road of inaction and anxiety, thus leading to low self-confidence. Catastrophizing. 
we can often get caught up in the negative outcome challenge we are faced with new experience and our thoughts immediately go to having a negative outcome rather than a positive one remember it's a 50 50 chance either way on the outcome here negative ruminating or thinking our own way of thinking will destroy our self-confidence very quickly i've actually completed a blog on how to delete this kind of negative thinking and you'll find a podcast of that blog in my list of podcasts this way of thinking will only lead to misery anxiety and inaction on our part we need to turn this around to help build our self-confidence how can you build self-confidence in you good basic self-care is essential i've written a blog and done a series of podcasts on self-care essentially a good basic self-care list will include taking care of your body so make sure you eat a healthy diet exercise drink enough water and get enough sleep but for me these are just the start of what i consider a good basic self-care to-do list if you are not looking after your basic needs then your self-confidence will certainly not be good build healthy boundaries I've done two podcasts on the subject, one on setting healthy boundaries in relationships and the other on setting healthy boundaries with yourself. Again, if you are not setting healthy boundaries with yourself and others, your confidence will be low. As you can see from the list of self-confidence destroyers, overcommitting yourselves and taking on others' responsibilities will knock your self-confidence. If you are not setting boundaries with yourself and others, you are most likely doing both of these every day. Stress reduction techniques are required here. There are a number of techniques I've suggested you can try to help reduce your stress. You'll find a link to a number of blogs in the original blog, which I'll leave in the description below, with some ideas on how you can delete or reduce your stress. Some ideas to get you started could be building in some form of relaxation. I'll talk about that in a moment. Completing a nightly brain dump, disconnecting from technology at a reasonable hour and using a problem solving strategy. Relaxation. Developing a daily relaxation habit will help you notice your emotions, your posture, etc. at other times too. It is completely normal to be nervous before an event, speech or new interaction with people. Many famous actors will often speak about how sick they feel before a live performance, no matter how experienced they get. Taking up some form of relaxation will help with this. This can include yoga, tai chi and meditation. On my podcast, I give numerous meditations that you can try, so give one of them a go tonight. It is also a good idea to practice a visualization technique where you imagine the event, etc. going off as planned and as, as positively as possible. Many professionals use this type of technique to help them relax before giving a speech or presentations. We may not be able to predict the outcome, but we know that feeling relaxed releases the thinking part of our brain to get on with the job in hand to the best of our abilities. Remember, preparation and having a positive mindset are key here to building your self-confidence. Taking responsibility for yourself. This is the most important step, as only you can make things change for you. Yes, you can ask for assistance, but please realise that the path towards self-confidence is one that you will have to travel and no one can do these exercises for you. Remember, they are exercises that may feel tough at first, but in no time you will become the expert and your confidence will be boosted. Make a list of qualities that you have. So the next time you feel you can't do something, you can remind yourself you can and do great things regularly. Remind yourself you can't see or predict the future either. 
build a positive outlook. I've written a blog on how to build a positive outlook. And again, you can find a link to it in the description below. But as women, we do tend to notice facial gestures and voice intonation more. It is a very useful trait to have, but we sometimes get it wrong. Sometimes it triggers our what ifs, should, could haves or other negative thought patterns. So before this happens, have a few strategies to combat these. I have a blog on how to stop overthinking. And again, you can check that out in the description below. Plus, work on developing your power of optimism and gratitude. Start to notice when your rumination starts. Confident women have one thing in common. They notice when rumination starts. Notice, I didn't say they don't get rumination, but they notice it when it starts and they take action. When they get nervous inside, they turn their attention to other things and don't dwell on their negative self-talk. Understand the six stages of change. This is so you will know what to expect as you change things for the better. Change is happening all the time, but it can still be scary when we make more of a conscious effort to change things up. Knowing these six stages of change can help eliminate some of the fear. And I've outlined a nine step plan to help you make these changes a little easier for yourself. Again, you'll find a link to that plan in the description below. You do need to develop an action plan. So here's a six step action plan you might like to try to help you build your self-confidence. One, identify your comfort zone first. What can you do already that feels okay or you do as part of your normal everyday to-do list? Are there things here that other wouldn't be able to do? Look at all areas of your life, family, work, friends, health, spirituality, etc. What you are looking for here are ways in which you already succeed and that you do well. Most of the time we don't even realise we are doing these things we take ourselves for granted. Sometimes takes us making a list like this to realise we can and do succeed already in many areas of our life. Two, identify the edge of your comfort zone. What are the things you just about do? You may feel a little fear, but you know you can still do them. Make a list of these. Again, you are looking at what you fear, but you can also see you have overcome this fear and succeeded already. Three, identify what you don't feel confident in. This is the list you will work towards getting more confident in. Firstly, are they things you really want to do? If they are not, then you will sabotage yourself. So let these go. Now keep this list somewhere else that it's easily accessible. Four, identify what you can do within the next week to help you see you can do things that step you outside of your comfort zone. Yes, this is the scary bit for most of us. Don't take a big item off the previous list to do. You'll only fail. Start small, as this will help you succeed in the future. Now plan it into your diary. Yes, even if it's just speaking up at a meeting or saying hello to a complete stranger. Perhaps prepare something to say in advance and then make your contribution. Small, actionable steps each day is what we are aiming for here. Five, take time to notice what happened in response. Not just someone else's response, but how you felt. Don't worry about looking stupid. You'll learn from what you did and how people responded to it. Journal it out and tackle any negative comments you hear coming up in your head. Really question them. 
don't allow these comments to bully you into taking a step backwards. Six, repeat. Now you have to do it all over again. Remember, small, actionable steps. So if any item on your to-do list is big, break it down into manageable, smaller steps. Ask for help if you need it. Sometimes we can gain a lot of confidence by simply asking for help. Now act as if. If you put off taking action until you have confidence, remember you'll never do it. Psychology teaches that when we change our behaviour, we can also change our feelings. So by taking the small actionable steps above, what is perceived as outward confidence will soon find itself turned inside to a true feeling of confidence. Find a mentor. Most successful people have a mentor, someone they can confide in and ask for feedback from. This mentor won't do the work for them, but they do support and encourage them no matter what. You need this too. Find someone you can confide in. Someone you know won't judge you, will give you good advice when asked for and will support you no matter what. No matter how far we go in life, there will always be something that steps us out of our comfort zone. We should be always willing to strive to take that challenge and grow as human beings. Work with me. Remember, you are allowed to ask for support. No one is an island. If you need extra support, then you can also work with me. We all struggle with stress and overwhelm from time to time. If you find this has become a problem for you and you'd like some support, then schedule an appointment with me. As I said, there are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post and I'll place a link to it in the description. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.deborahbrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 